I haven't seen Paddington 2 yet. Neither have I. That What's the cute. first Paddington about? It's about a bear named Paddington. And his adventures. Wait a and minute. And he loves marmalade. Can I be real with you guys? This entire time, I thought uh, Paddington 2 was uh, the sequel to Pooh. Like Winnie the Pooh? How? I don't know. There's what? been so many Winnie the Pooh. Not well, here's the thing, because like, there's a movie coming out with Pooh where... It already came out, James. Oh, it already came out? Yeah. Christopher Robin. Oh, that makes more sense. Yeah, it came out in August, did yeah. nothing. Oh. Oh. Yeah, I thought this was, that's what I thought Paddington 2 was. No, this Paddington entire 2 is a different bear. Yeah, it's a different Oh, does it also like honey? No, it likes marmalade. Because that's silly. Marmalade's more of a jam. It's true. Oh. Honey is more of like a natural syrup, I guess you could call it. Syrup, yeah. Syrup? Syrup, yeah. right. Syrup. Spider-Man uh, Into the Spider-Verse is the best movie great. of 2018. Speaking of comic books. Hey, that's a segue. Uh, I'm James Fight. Is a I'm James Fight. I'm Kenny Madison. I'm Aaron Salinas. And welcome to Guilty Treasures, a fun deep dive into the depths of those pop culture gems that you hate to love. Pew, pew, pew. And today we're talking about Batman Poppins and Robins. <laughs> Batman and Robin. Mary Poppins Returns. Virtually the same movie, if you Starring think about it. Starring SAG Award winner Emily Blunt. And her Tony. darling husband, John Krasinski. No, John where Krasinski. they have no. to protect their family no, from these no. evil creatures that's, that if you no. make a sound, they no. come and kill you. No. Bird Box. <laughs> no. James, you're talking about Devil Wears Prada. <gasps> An, oh. Great film. Banger. I haven't seen banger. it. Real banger. I haven't That's seen a banger. it. Super really? banger. It's yeah. good. Hey, guess That's what? what eh, it's not great. It's a banger. It's a banger. Though. And it's, mash. It's a definite banger. Does it slap? Oh, uh, yeah, definitely slaps. It slaps. Devil wears What Prada. does that mean? It slaps. <laughs> I, I would love it, though. <laughs> My feet <laughs> smell so bad. What? 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 <laughs> um, but, yeah, so today don't, we're wait, talking Don't, don't you get that feeling like you can just feel your... your Feet stink. Pull up, James. I actually just got a <laughs> pedicure yesterday. Nice. Awesome. Treat so, yourself, yeah, man. yeah, treat yourself. Yeah. Man. And the uh, nail tech said, oh, you have nice feet. And oh. It was a confidence boost. Yeah, I can see that. So I don't think they smell. Are we doing oh, mine do. I'm doing, doing I always do headphones. Real real inside baseball for uh, the listeners. Who, who, we've heard your comments. You want us to talk more about the movies. So we're going to jump into the movie right now. Uh, let me read the synopsis for anyone that hasn't seen Batman and Robin. Uh, Batman and Robin is the fourth and final installment of the Warner Brothers Batman film series started by Tim Burton. Uh, Batman and Robin tells the story of the titular characters as they attempt to... Reve- Why are you laughing, James? I was yawning. <laughs> Unbelievable. Batman and Robin tells the story of the titular characters as they attempt to prevent Mr. Freeze and Poison Ivy from freezing all mankind to death and repopulating the Earth with mutant plants, while at the same time struggling to keep their partnership together. It is also, to date, the only live-action film appearance of Batgirl who helps the title characters fight the villains. Isn't that like Hollywood putting Batgirl in a movie but refusing to give her title credit? Should or give her own uh, movie. Yeah, um, that's really terrible. Yeah, because they could have been Batman, Robin, and Batgirl. The Bat Fam. Yeah, Bat Fam would have been good. Bat Fam. Like bat Dance. Bat Fam. Yeah, Bat You know, dance. Batgirl is, uh, is starring in the new, like, Young Justice thing. Oh, yeah. Which I want to see Young Justice Season 3 so bad. Wait, hold on. Oh, the TV show. Because Correct. the DC 
the DC film TV universe is all over the place, so yes. you could be talking about a litany of things. Because there's, the, there's the live-action Batgirl movie that is in development. What? There's the live-action Batgirl movie that is in development. When when did that start? There's a live-action Batgirl movie that is in development. I believe a couple you, years ago, okay, it was first you. announced with Joss Whedon. And then uh, it was found that out that sense. Joss Whedon was a terrible person, so sure. they booted him off of it. That makes sense. And put someone that was a little bit more appropriate to write that. And if I'm not mistaken, Batgirl will be in the new Birds of Prey? I don't think so, should although not? that would be a... They it makes sense. They shouldn't do that. They, they shouldn't do a bat backdoor. I almost said backdoor. <laughs> <laughs> they shouldn't do a backdoor entrance with that character. I don't understand how you, a Batgirl film could maintain a solo movie. Sorry, breaking down over here. Doesn't make sense. No, yeah, I, I it's uh, I don't know how successful it would be because I mean in the comics they were a little more campy and they were a little more um, like fun and not so and and the way that DC's going, I don't know where that'll fit. I don't know where DC's going. Dark and grim and no. Uh, well, so no, the sure. for their movies, well, but like their TV stuff is different. So, the, so the approach that is starting to unfurl with Patty Jenkins' success, Zack Snyder in the way back of things. Good, yeah. and That's then James Wan today now having directed the most successful DC film of all time. Uh, You're a ahead. bad person, James Aquaman rules it. It definitely slaps. slaps. Oh God, that was a slap. <laughs> but uh, whereas Marvel has a unified, unified style that is more or less over all of their films, the first Thor film, notwithstanding all of those canted angles, yeah. it's, it seems that Gross. DC might be going towards something that is a little bit more director-driven, which would set it apart from Marvel. Uh, say, so? say, say what you will about the terrible Zack Snyder films. Uh, uh, they're terrible. They're really bad, but they are. They have no also, story structure. Well, uh, they're like, all over the place. I feel like you're fighting me on something that I agree with you on. <laughs> <laughs> Those are of a singular vision. Justice League, also notwithstanding, um, because they knew that it was a bad piece, uh, and they completely Warner Brothers trashed everything, and then. But those are still singular pieces. You can tell very much that they are Zack Snyder films. Yeah, all of his directorial flourishes are there very much. Man of Steel is kind of toned down as a Terrence Malick light piece, but that aesthetic still kind of carries between things. It's still hyper stylized. Batman and Super, uh, Batman v Superman very much a Zack Snyder piece. That kind of authorial intent carries over through Wonder Woman, which it, uh, it feels Wonder very Woman. much. Like a uh, not Zack Snyder movie, even though I'm not familiar with what a Patty Jenkins film feels like. Yeah, a good still movie. Sure. Um, and then James Wan has made a singular Aquaman movie that is bright and fun and super creative. Vivid, fluid. It's all yeah. It's all there. Uh, regardless of what you can say about the quality of shoot all of those movies, they all feel uh, singular. Wonder Woman's the best. I mean, yeah. Again, James, I agree with Wonder you. Wonder Woman's the best. I just didn't like the fight scene. With the, in Wonder Woman? The, the final boss. Yeah, uh, no, that's bad. What? Get out of here. I just... 
James, you're wrong. No, it's a good movie. No, I, I'll we're, admit we're agreeing with it's you. It's a good James. movie. It's just when we got to the final scene with like I just it's just Aries. Yeah, that fight you don't scene. Like Aries. That fight scene undercuts a lovely poignancy that could have been there if there had just not been a fight scene, and it had built up to this very sad reveal that evil is there. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Nice. That slaps. Slap. 1997 is when Batman Robin came out. Uh, 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 I was six. Wait, 90, I was five. I was five years it old. It came out June 1997, if that helps you. I was four. Four. I would be turning five in six months. Four months. Huh. I had just turned three. Um, this stars Uma Thurman. What? Who's she play? Poison She's Ivy. Poison Ivy. She's Poison Ivy? Yeah. You've oh. seen the movie, right? I, when I was five or four and a half. Wait, you haven't seen Batman and Robin since then? I mean, it's been a while. I, I tried to watch it uh, like two years ago, and then the puns and the ice, hockey players just kind of threw me for a loop. That's the way it's so great. I know. It's great. <laughs> it's, it's fantastic, but who? I, I was mentally not in the right headspace to watch that type of movie. Uh, but uh, the big thing for me is, like, uh, I this I was a young young boy, and there's a particular scene I remember between uh, Robin and Poison Ivy where, uh, uh, you know, Poison Ivy is being all sexy-like. Mm-hmm. And young, young James was like, I like that. Yeah. Wait, did this film activate your sexuality? At age yes. Five? With Poison Ivy. I'm, this isn't a bit. I really like Poison Ivy. I don't know. I just remember thinking, because like there's a moment where cause, like, uh, Robin kisses Poison Ivy, and he has that stuff that protects him from the like death kiss. His chapped Rub- lips. His rubber yeah. lips. That's right. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's an actual thing. I just call them chapped lips. And uh, Yeah, because they come off. My yeah. my like thought my thought as a child was like oh but why why do you stop kissing her? So you, that's me. You raunchy. Yeah. You yeah. raunchy. Oh, you old. dude. Mm-mm. Poison Ivy's hot. No, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. At, at age three, I, she was. Um, granted, I was three, so age I had three. I was activating your sexuality <laughs> at three. She was. Am she I was, the only one that was unaffected by this film? Apparently, she was attractive. Yeah. Oh my God. Man, this was a sexual wonderland for James. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right, we got the name of the episode. <laughs> yeah, it's Ooh. Batman and Robin. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was uh, – I, I couldn't really say the names correctly. So it was Mr. Fweez, <laughs> um, Matt Man. Oh, my God, that's adorable. Poison Ivy. Oh. Uh, the only one I could say correctly was uh, Robin, <laughs> but there was a little bit of an R-A-H – in there, Robin. But you uh, could say adorable. Mr. Freeze. I could say Mr. Freeze. Freeze. You could say Robin. Um, and Matman. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this, yeah, I couldn't say correctly, but yes, Poison Ivy was, I'm sorry, Poison Ivy was hot. That's so weird when you <laughs> say it like that. <laughs> Don't say it. Uh, I mean, I didn't know it was hot, was I? was like, oh, she's pretty. So, yeah. But uh, yeah. I, I still have an attraction to any Poison Ivy that's played in any, 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 any Batman IP. Bro, even Adam, uh, animated series, pretty. Right? <laughs> right? We're jumping into it, yeah. She's seductive as hell. Yeah. It's awesome. 
Yeah, I mean, it's a lot for, I, uh, for a comic book movie. I think it did a lot of bad things for my uh, uh, taste in women, maybe, because I want what I can't have. <laughs> and apparently, if you're a seductress, I'm... You know, another one, Meg from Hercules. Uh, how's uh, your relationship going, James? I, we broke up last week. Uh, okay. It has nothing to do with Poison Ivy. Well, you just... I think so you mean Poison Ivy. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> but um, I'm freshly single. Well, Aaron, since you were the one that is fondest of this film, yeah. <laughs> we have to ask you the standard three uh, questions. I'm getting it's the true. questions. Okay. You're getting the questions. For those that might be joining us on this episode... We ask each one of our guests or someone that presents a guilty treasure a series of three questions in order to provoke discussion because we are just boring people to talk with. It's true. It's true. Here we are, and here you are listening to us. I'm about to fall asleep at this microphone. I've been yawning this entire time. Aaron, would you uh, listen to James give you this first question? Of course. Aaron. Buddy. Why do you like this specific guilty treasure? <laughs> oh, great question, James. Great, great question. question. Thank you. Great Thank you. question, man. Um, so, in all honesty, I didn't know this was a bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best answer. I don't think we're ever going to get a better answer. <laughs> no. For such such a maligned movie. Unless someone comes on and says, oh, Hancock rules. I didn't know <laughs> Sorry, I just woke up from under a rock. I had no idea that people didn't like Hancock. Hey, it's a decent movie. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, Duncan. It was, I, I didn't know it was a bad movie until, like, pop culture and media and, like, it became, you know, more aware. Like, you know, the information age hit. And, you know, they were just mocking it, just demolishing it. And in my eyes... This was Matman. Like, it was, <laughs> I, this was, I, I couldn't, you know, this was my, literally, this was my first film. I was three years old. Oh, I'd, that's right. Yeah. I just turned three. Um, This was my first big boy movie in a move, big boy movie theater. Oh, dang. Yeah. So, like, before this, all I had was Matman the Animated Series. Sure. And great, great series. Great by series the way. to this day. Great TV series. And Hot take there, James. Hot take. <laughs> I know. I know. And that's all I had. So, my parents were a little apprehensive because they weren't sure like what it was going to be. It was their first time seeing it too. Yeah. So we sat in the back of the theater. So they could um, take you out. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. they could be responsible parents and get my ass out. Yeah. Well, smart. And um, I still kind of have vivid because it's a lot for a kid to handle. It's kind of a lot. It's very colorful. Yeah, I mean, it awakened your sexual <laughs> desires apparently at age three. And mine too. <laughs> it, it, it like I think like the first five minutes. Uh, Mr. Fweez comes in, he, he storm, he uh, breaks through the glass or something of a bank or the science museum or something like that. He breaks through the glass and it's loud and there's machine guns and it's really explosive. And I'm three, <laughs> like fresh three. Cause I was born fresh in June. Three. This was in June. I am fresh three. And this was sensory overload shirt. for my poor little ears. Cause I was crawling on top of my mom. Yep. Like, you know, I've always been, you know, a sturdy fellow. Sure. And I was just crawling on top of my mother, like literally just like my heels in her ears, like just like hugging her. I was oh so god. terrified. Oh my god. I, it was a lot for me to handle. And And they kept you in the movie? They they I think cause like the way our old movie theater was set up is there's like a little like four year kind of setup before you got into the doors. Mm-hmm. So my parents just kinda like chilled me out there. Oh. And I was just like screaming so loud, but you couldn't hear anything because it was so loud and explosive. And my parents called me down and was like, It's Matman, I gotta go back in there. So <laughs> I went in for there, Matt Man. And then Bane comes out 
And that was even more horrifying to see this gigantic metahuman storming, <laughs> killing all these humans. And I freaked out again, but it was Batman, man. I had to see Batman. So I it was it was a lot for me to handle, but I always appreciated it as my, one my first movie, but my first Batman. Like Mat yeah, Man. I, my first Batman. Thank you, James. Um, I get it. George Clooney's terrible. He's not good no, at all. He's a great. But well, I, if the court will allow, I would like to play some context. Go ahead. Sustained. Thank you. Overruled. Uh, also, I just watched all of the Law and Orders uh, within the last two hours. Why? I don't know. I'm just kidding. How, I that's Law and Order. physically that's impossible. A that's a guilty treasure, man. Uh, cut that joke out. That was dumb. I hate it. Keep it in there. <coughs> that's the opening. I'm uh, the creative director. Uh, point number one. Sure. Um, it's it's weird that you had such a visceral reaction to this film because this film was specifically designed for kids. Uh, I think we're still toddler age, though. Is that really? He's a fresh three. I was Kenny. a fresh three. I understand that he's a fresh three, but uh, so to provide context for the context, Batman Forever Sustained. was uh, overruled. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how courts work. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna flunk a jury one day. <laughs> so anyway. uh, but to to provide context, Batman Forever was the most successful Batman film. Uh, of of those four, Batman Forever was the most successful financially. Right. Okay, uh, just because I know a lot of um, a lot of people work off this way. Which villain was that? <laughs> sure, yeah. the Riddler and Two Face. Riddler That's and Two -Face. right. That was yeah, the yeah, one yeah. that was right before this. Also directed by Joel Schumacher, Val Kilmer, and Batman, right? uh, yes. yeah, and it was bright and colorful, and it was everything that Batman Returns was not, which was critically panned, did not perform as well financially as the '89 Batman films. So Batman Forever was kind of saying, let's do something lighter. Uh, and they brought in Joel Schumacher. They kind of made it one step below an actual cartoon. And it it sang, probably due to the fact that Batman's cool and Jim Carrey was hot at the time. Yeah, He's still hot. So uh, Warner Brothers went to Joel Schumacher and went, great, we want you to do another one as soon as possible. We want you to make it toyetic. Uh, Ooh. Yeah, uh, which... There's Batman and Robin DVD is one of my favorite DVDs of all time because they are so incredibly candid with all of the behind-the-scenes uh, nice. information. Joel Schumacher straight up says that. Chris O'Donnell went, this didn't. This was not fun <laughs> to make. Uh, I, w I was there. It, d it was not as rewarding as Batman Forever. Uh, and everyone is just kind of going, uh, sorry, we made what we were told to make. Which was a movie that was designed to be bright and appealing to kids. And you're terrified out of your gourd. Uh, granted, you're only three years old. Fresh three. A fresh three. Fresh three. Just a fresh three. I can't stop staring at Poison Ivy in the poster. <laughs> she, it's only her head. And for the mo I mean, everyone's kind of big in this movie. Literally? Well, no, like, I mean, like, like. Like celebrity, Bane's, Bane's Bane was big. huge. Bane, Bane was massive. Yeah. Schwarzenegger, still my favorite Bane. Um, what's it really? No, I love Tom Hardy. I love Tom Hardy. What did Uma Therma, Thurman do? What she was poison ivy. No, I know, but like before this, you're, you're kidding, right? You're was this Kill Bill? You're Kill Bill before this? No, that's after. That's what I thought. So what was before this? You're a film Uma. guy. You know, you James. You no. know this. It's no. Pulp Fiction. Oh that's shit! Right, yeah. Oh, that came out in '92. Well, that came okay. out. Oh, 
No? It came out in 94. I don't know. I was close enough. <laughs> I don't know things, Kenny. But I just feel things. I feel things. I don't know dates and numbers. But I she, feel emotions. She was a hot Sorry, you have healthy relationships, James. I don't. I fell IMDb in love with poison was ivy. My friend. I have a thing of, for redheads because of poison I ivy. Red ain't it cool to keep myself uh, comfortable? I don't know how to sustain a relationship. Aaron, question number two. Yep. Explain <laughs> where. Well, you're in movie theater. That. What does this guilty treasure mean to you? Do you cheer yourself up with it? Do you use it when you feel sad? Does it remind you of a family member? What does it do? What does it do? What does it do? Uh, well, it was my first Matt Man. So sure. First, well, besides the animated series. Why is it yeah. funny every time? <laughs> it, it's because it's, it's, it's adorable. I'm a 300 pound man saying Matt Man, so I think that's pretty self-explanatory. Um, but I, think I still love you, Aaron. I have to love you more. Thank you. Um, I need it. So it's not a competition, guys. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> Uh, there's, I, I have a lot of. It was my first movie. Sure. It was my first Batman. It was. Um, I also have a family friend in this movie. What? Yeah, her name's uh, Kim Scott. She's one of the scientists that Mister uh, Fweez freezes. That's amazing. Yeah, so she's in this movie. So it was kind of cool um, that one. I knew somebody in the movie. Yeah. And that was my first um, idea of celebrity as a kid. Um, like, wow, I know somebody who's in that movie. Yeah. Um, so one for that and, um, just cause like, I don't know, like even growing up, if it was ever on TNT, um, cause <laughs> they know drama, that's really where they'd show it. TNT and maybe USA. Yeah, nah, no, they won't that's show That's a stretch. USA. I think USA is too good for that. <laughs> um, wait, hold. All right, we're good. Um, but yeah, it means uh, it's just really mindless fun, and it was it was a time, like like even like well into like my teens and my adulthood when I was in college. Like if it came on, my folks and I would just watch it. Like it was just accepted as hey, we this was the first outing thing we did as a family. Go to a movie. Oh, so it's your family movie. Yeah, I, I, I get it's weird. Like, <laughs> I never thought, well, that, yeah. Yeah, I guess it's a family movie. That's the power of movies, man. It can bring people together. It's just weird that it's that movie, but it's. Don't um, judge it. Just no, let I, it happen. I think it's great. It's just. Hey, James. Yeah, what's up? Read him the three rules. The three rules, Kenny. Number one, no dunking. Uh, I want to get a clean one. No dunking. Uh,. Guilty Treasures is a celebration of the things we love, but are too afraid to share out in the right. open. Okay. Well, no, those were the sub-rules. Oh, I, I have to elaborate okay. on the rules. Okay. Uh, we, might, okay. we might find it really easy to dunk on something that can be shameful, i.e. Twilight. That's not our job. We offer something different than other podcasts by finding value in all art, good or bad. That's vague. Except for donuts. Fuck donuts. <laughs> uh, that's what it says. Number two, yeah, no good. ironic liking. We're not here to celebrate the room or birdemic or something so bad as good. That's not us either. Flop house. How did this get made? And other podcasts do that already. And quite well. Still get work done. Yeah, I'm able to still get work done. I don't feel like reading all this. No, you have to continue the bit. Cut that loud part out. 
if we if uh, this is an italics, if we like we something because it sucks, we're coming from a zone of superiority. But we're not superior because these people made a piece of art. That's a jerky thing to do for someone to put themselves on that line. Unless they're a terrible person like Woody Allen, Sylvester Stallone, Harvey Weinstein, etc. What's AL mean? What's AL? Like AL dot, what does that mean? Okay. Uh, we should try and yeah. find the all on every piece of art. What it's makes this good, headphones. no matter what? Yeah, no, your day shot. Your day shot. Yeah. Rule number three. No self-deprecate. Uh, uh, How do you say that word? Deprecating. No self-deprecation. Thank so, you. So, Aaron, you were saying? Uh, we're hosting a podcast. Everyone has one. But the thing that sets, up, <laughs> sets us apart from other amateur podcasts podcast is owning. Called. Owning it. Let's not cold. be embarrassed by contributing yet another. Let's be excited. No negative self-talk. Oh. No embarrassing. Hey, like us on iTunes. Call to action. As soon as we act embarrassed, the jig is up. The audience doesn't believe in us because we don't believe in ourselves. We need right reviews and downloads to survive. When we ask, we, we ask with pride because we want people to listen to this piece. Um. But I yeah. only realize now that those notes were for us. So the the film itself was <laughs> is something that um, they're gonna take us off iTunes because that was so, such a long bit. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that a thing? Will they do that? No, no, oh. <laughs> not at all. Um, but yeah, so it's a film that is near and dear to my heart because I knew people in it. It was my first film. I, I feel like I feel so and I don't mean this in a negative way. I feel so immature about it because it was Why? just like my first take on film. It was it was I felt so young. I feel so young with it. No, that's fine. Every so time, juvenile. You feel yeah, juvenile. I feel juvenile with it. It's it's it was fun. It was it opened me up sexually. Yeah, it did. It um slap. <laughs> it slap. See, um, now I'm using it against you, Kenny. You're actually using that incorrectly. <laughs> Nope, I'm taking it as my own. Slaps has no sexual connotation, except for the inherent sexual connotation. <laughs> um, the the monkeys scared me. What? Yeah. The band? Were they, yeah, they were the band. There's the band, monkeys? The monkeys what? scared me. No, 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 in the, in the movie. There are monkeys in the movie? Like big, giant that. ape mascots. Oh, the gorilla that Uma Thurman is dressed as. No, she's what? surrounded by those gorillas. Those scared me. We should have watched this movie. Uh, hey, I've got this movie. I've seen this movie. No, yeah, she was she was like surrounded by them. And if I'm not mistaken, Robin is wearing one of the costumes. So which Robin was this? Was this uh, because there's three different Robins in it's the NCIS pandemic. Robin? Nope. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, he's right. It's <laughs> NCIS Robin. I don't I don't remember his name for the life of was it. Was it Tim Trick? No, it's Dick Grayson. Yeah, Dick, Grayson. Dick Grayson. Okay. NCIS Robin. Yeah, NCIS sure. LA. Robin. L LL Cool J Robin. Yes, LL Cool J. LL Cool J. Well, uh, fun fact. I, I, uh, fun fact. Robin was supposed to be in Batman Returns, played by, guesses, guesses. guesses. LL Cool J. Uh, Tim Mar Ferriss. Marlon Wayans. Who? What? Right. Who? I can totally see it. Who is that? Uh, Marlon Wayans of the Wayans Brothers of White Chicks. Oh. Um, yeah. I could totally see. I could totally see him with the mask. I could totally see everything with it. What does Ray suspect then? Can't do that. How is it racist? No, people are racist right now. Oh, people. Were <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, no, still that today. that thing isn't. Yeah, well, yeah, well, <laughs> still racist. I mean, me or Aaron didn't pick up on the race 
issue. It seems like you're the only one that picked up on the race issue, James. Hello. I, I didn't even realize that there was a, a race to be mentioned in here. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the, the Uma Thurman really <laughs> unlocked some things for you. She did. Um, I'm going to say, I don't know why, when anybody says Batman and Robin, the, the f- because say Alfred it. was so cute. Sure. Old man Alfred getting ready to die, Alfred. That's grim. Because <laughs> he is. Like, he's so sad. And, like, I just think whenever anybody says Batman and Robin, the, the film, I always think of Martha. No, Margaret. What was the name of the... Uh, Peg. Peg. Margaret, yeah. Peg, yeah, Margaret. I always think of just Margaret. And, like, it, it's just so cute. And it's just... I'm not going to say he's one of my favorite... Um, I'm not gonna say he was one of my favorite Alfreds. There have been to date three cinematic interpretations of Alfred. He's top three. <laughs> yep, top three for sure. Yeah, for yeah, you're right. You're not wrong. Because <laughs> uh, I think Jeremy Irons might be one. Who he is? You're right. Yeah, Jeremy Irons. Yeah, uh, the Batman v Superman. Alfred, yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't. Uh, Michael Caine might be number one. two. Yeah, he's my number two. Yes, he he was he was just a little too emotional, and I don't want my Alfred too emotional, Mister Wayne. And just like, I'm not gonna bury another one, Mister Wayne. It's just stop, dude. You know what <laughs> you stop here. being emotionally involved in your role. You, you know what you you know what you're here for. Um, and then this one, he was just a kind of a, an old sheepish man, but still a cute old man. And that's why I appreciated him. Um, but, yeah, so to that point, it just brings up, it puts me real emotional. Not to the sense like it floods a lot of emotions and memories back. Very nostalgic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I have the most, fun fact, I have the most memorabilia. Oh, uh, from this movie. I mean, it was designed for, for me that, just that. that yeah. And um, Fresh I wasn't allowed to open any of it. Why? Because my dad swore it was going to be worth money. Is it still closed? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. It I might mean, be, it give might it another be, twenty years. It might be worth some. Yeah. I because of the one I the big one I have is uh the Batmobile. <gasps> oh! Do you have the Batmobile? Yeah, I have the. Yeah, fun fact: I also had uh, like one of the jeeps that you could like ride in as a oh kid. What? I had the Batmobile, one of that. What? Oh my gosh! Yeah, dude. I was a sturdy three-year-old though. Fresh three. So, oh, you couldn't fit. The no, I could. Oh. It just wouldn't go very fast. Oh, Aaron! <laughs> so I'm so I, sorry. I fit comfortably, <laughs> and there I was. It was it was a little slow. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but I was the most excited three-year-old going down my cracked sidewalk in my half a mile an hour. Batman Just Jeep. the saddest big boy. <laughs> And I it's stuffed into the Batman and Robin Batmobile. I <laughs> was the ecstatic. Of the, the bottom of the car just screaming. Just bottoming out. Face. Just everywhere it went. Did you ever scream, I'm Matman? I was Matman, dude. 
I was Matman. I would get. I never took my Matman costume off. Yeah, you're one of those kids. I was. I got it by third, three years old. Yeah, so fresh third, three. Fresh three. That would have been that following uh, Halloween because it came out in June. You would have been Matman. Did ne- never took it off. I would take my bath, get back in them, go to sleep in them, play in them. It was gross. <laughs> it was nasty. Oh man. Constantly wore my Matman costume. Riding in my little Matman mobile. Man, the stuff our parents put up with. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I think it was just they knew it was going to make me happy, so it's better to just do that than me screaming and trying well, sure, to find something else. Well, sure, path of least resistance, yeah. but still, like, man, they parents have to go through some stuff. Oh, yeah, I had to babysit three weeks ago. It was... <sighs> yeah. But, yeah, so uh, I have the, had the most memorabilia for this movie. It was, I think I still have my Matman sheets. I saw my Power Ranger uh, comforter. I have my Metman pillowcases. Nice. Yeah, and it had like all the villains on it and everything. Nice. But for me, for me, this is a uh, an eight out of tenner in the heart meter. Wow. This is something that it mean it means a lot to me. I I understand that this is not a gem, but it's my gem. So, uh, Aaron, if this movie is anything like Batman Forever is for me, there are things that are just lodged in your brain. There are certain pieces in that movie that feel like music. Are there what scenes and set pieces stand out to you for Batman and Robin? The one that stands out for me is the Bat credit card. Never oh leave, yeah, never leave the Bat Cave without it. Wow. Which I thought was so cool. Uh, it Maybe was. As a kid. But wasn't was. that just like a product placement for like Visa or whatever? I mean, probably. was it Visa? Yeah, it was Visa. I would not be surprised. Um, I mean, mine mine is the Poison Ivy and Robin scene, as we've discussed. Yeah, no, that Rubber lips. Yeah. Um, so right off the bat, a couple of um, things kind of stick out to me. Um before Poison Ivy was Poison Ivy. Yeah. Um, Dr. Pamela Isley. Isley, there we go. Um, and she's, uh, like, presenting to that research committee or something. Um, and, like, the plants come to life. Mm-hmm. I always thought that was really cool because I grew up in a flower shop. Oh. My dad owned a flower shop. Dang. So, like, it Is was, that why you're so sweet? Oh, stop it, but yeah. Um, <laughs> but it was real easy for my imagination to be like, oh, I'm Batman. Matman. I'm Matman, and all these plants are coming to life, and I got to, like, fight them. Like, so it was real easy for me to get lost in my own head. Um, and, like, when they, like, the, literally just, like, you know, the earth's rumbling, and it's just, like, taking over the entire um, research lab. Mm-hmm. Like, that was really cool. I was like, wow, I, I, because... If you ever been to the back of a flower shop, it is horrendous. No, it is terrible. It is what leaves and thorns everywhere. Gross. Because <laughs> literally, you're just stripping plant. You're just stripping flowers all day. Because all those little leaves, you don't want them to be there. You want just the flower. What? Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So you're stripping leaves and and you just because you're doing so much, you're just throwing it there on the floor. And at the end of the day, you and all the the bus boys come back, pick them up, and dump it. Do flower shops have bus boys? Well, usually it's the delivery guys. Mm. The delivery people come by, pick them up, and throw it away. Um, so it was literally real easy for me to get lost in that. That scene, um, when they take Baby Bane, put him on the table, soak him up to all the venom juice, 
um, and push him in the button and to see him like grow. And he was just that little pip squeak. And then he grows into, you know, Bane, sure. uh, who that guy actually died. Oh, um, yeah. He, he, yeah, he, he did not live a good life. That guy who played him. Um, well, that's unfortunate. That one comes to mind only because it was just up to that point. It was like the first time seeing a superhero go super. Clark Kent went into phone booths, but you didn't see him go super. That's yep. true. So this was the first time, and I was like, wow, that's so it's real. It really comes to life. Um, Did that inspire you to watch anime at all? To a certain degree, I was a big DBZ kid. And yeah, if you, you could were. not keep up with me with DBZ, any yeah. other animes, I, you just lost me. That's fair. That's so fair. to a certain degree, DBZ. I mean, they, they power up real good in DBZ. Yeah, a, a whole episode's worth of <laughs> powering uh, up. Yeah. Um, that one comes to mind. And whenever you're coming up to Mr. Fuiz's, um domain, his lair, yeah, and it's like a TV dinner assembly place or an ice cream place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I thought that scene was really cool. Yeah, because, watching the Christmas special and yeah, Mr. Freeze is leading them in a song of about <laughs> I'm Mr. Heat Miser with all the with all his goons, and he goes to get a TV dinner. And it's just, and in all honesty, Mr. Fweez. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Fweez. Of all the of all the characters, all the villains of has all the, the characters uh, has the the most depth, and he's not touched upon nearly enough. All he wants to do is save his poor wife. That's true. Yeah. And you you sympathize with him, and everybody else is just a jerk. He is murdering people. Keep He's squeezing like, him. All right. Still <laughs> I'm just trying to save his wife. I was so conflicted as a kid. Just like, wow, man, this really sucks. So not only did it awaken you sexually, also brought to you like the moral gray compass of the world. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Freeze set your <laughs> morality. And Poison Ivy set your sexuality. <laughs> this is the men and then, the man Aaron has become. And then Bane set those muscular body goals. I mean, if you think about it... <laughs> It's what I am today. That's it's, true. I really like watching strength sports and just watching, you know, 500-pound men pick up balls of concrete. I think that's interesting. So that makes sense. That it's all coming pretty, around. That would be pretty interesting. So, I'd watch that. You're all three villains in Batman and Robin, and over here are two Robins. Hello. Hello. The NCIS Robins? Yeah. NCIS Robins. I want to be the one that turns into Nightwing. I am also that. Dick Grayson? Yeah. I, that sounds Grayson, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, so those – and in all honesty, the one that I really find poetic and scary all at the same time is when Robin's in the pool. I don't remember that. He's – Yeah, the, uh, he's he's been frozen after. <laughs> I just remembered that. <laughs> so Batman and Robin <laughs> got to back up even more. So Mr. Freeze has Freeze. his – Sorry, Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze. Thank you. <clears throat> Victor, uh, <laughs> Victor, uh, he has his giant art, gun. art deco car. <laughs> That's right. And then the art deco car goes from horizontal to vertical, and it launches off like a rocket ship with Batman and Robin. I'm building up to your scene with Batman and Robin on the side. They have their magnetic grapplers, and they. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, no. Uh, Batman is inside. He's been frozen to the side of it, I believe. And then yeah. Robin is climbing up on the side, gets into the actual r- rocket. Uh, Victor 
hops out and says, See you in the hell, Matt Man. Uh-huh. You. You're welcome. Uh, Robin undoes Batman from the side of the rocket. It? Rocket, that's right. Thank you, gentlemen. Uh, unfreezes them. They put some th- thermal detonators uh, all over the all over the rocket, and then Batman and Robin get onto some doors. They hit them. Robin yells "Kaobanga!" Sure. As they. Uh, <laughs> Airboard. You're welcome, Jason Momoa. <laughs> this is where it came from. My man. You My are man. welcome. Uh, and then we're almost to your scene. We'll, we'll get right there. And then they airboard all the way. Do- Don't check your phone. This is the most I'm exciting ch- part of Batman and Robin. I have to check for time. You check, we, we're, we're almost out of time. Look, I'm explaining this scene. Keep we still going. Don't have, call it out. We Cowabunga, have, dude. Oh, yeah, cowabunga, James. Uh, My man. My man. Permission to come aboard. Uh, permission granted. You know. <laughs> uh, Victor, who has his ice wings deployed because for some reason he's got ice wings. <laughs> he's like a cold Buzz Lightyear. You can totally tell it's where it came oh from. Oh, my gosh. He does it's a, look it's exactly a cold like Buzz Lightyear. Oh, yeah, you're right. It's a blue Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. That's a pure idea. When did Toy Story come out? 94. All right. Not soon enough, in my opinion. <laughs> uh so they're chasing insect Victor down. They hit the, the houses. They board down the houses. They're making the shit. James, look at me when I'm, I'm explaining. Yawning. I'm tired. I understand. You have to hear every word of this. I'm listening. Keep so going. They finally hit the ground uh, at some point, and then begins a foot chase, which is the slowest foot chase in any superhero movie. Because he's wearing at least 150 pounds of. <laughs> Of gear, like it's so stupid. Uh, between all three of them, there's probably a metric ton of metal in there. <laughs> uh, and I believe in that foot chase, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger opens two doors. Okay. To which he then shuts it, and then they just push it open slowly, <laughs> if I remember correctly. Yep. Uh, yep. And then some stuff happens, uh, Mister Fweeze, mm-hmm. as Robin is jumping to save uh, something, freezes Robin. In order to thaw out Robin, Batman puts him in, uh, heats up the water, drops him in the water. And, and he's, he's frozen, like, mid-flight. So, yeah. like, yeah. And I believe Robin's first line after that was, do we get him? Oh, poor Robin. And he had to tell him that they didn't. Do you and think that's the first instance of that trope? No. <laughs> no. No? You don't think so? All right. And that scene was the first scene that... Uh, Aaron ever felt sadness at. Yep. <laughs> that waking your sadness center. It just really, as a fresh three. It's woken up my five senses, my emotions. This opened up a lot for me. Um, uh, Aaron, can you take my explanation and make that sound exciting? Uh, <laughs> just do that in post. Do a lot of explosions, a lot of puns over time. Pew, 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 I got you. Air horns. Air horns make everything exciting. That's true. Um, but, yeah, so um, that part makes me really excited um, and even in the grand scheme of things, yeah, I don't think he's the worst Bruce Wayne. No, George Cl- Clooney. Clooney was a decent Wayne. He's tapped into the Adam West Batman more than yeah what, Adam West. What Tim Burton had kind of built, which is why I think there was so much whiplash because p- audiences had finally bought that Batman was a serious character. Yeah, and even in Batman Forever, as silly as it was, because it had Jim Carrey. And Tommy Lee Jones hamming the darn thing up. 
there was there was still a, a little bit of an emotional through line which you could buy into. This one, not really. But but did they get him? Do they get him? <laughs> do they get him? Real quick side note. Yeah. Was this before or after U.S. Marshals? What? I think it's before. What's U.S. What? Uh, Let me look it was, up. The Fugitive was before. Yes. No, I can't. My phone's off. The Fugitive was definitely before. Turn, turn, open your laptop. I'm not going to. I don't think I have internet here. Oh. Um, the Fugitive and U.S. Marshals, it's, it, th- those, it's only a two, two-parter, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's Tommy Lee Jones playing a U.S. Marshal trying mm-hmm. to find Kimball. Uh, Wesley Snipes oh. in U.S. Marshal. Yeah, he's fighting Kimball and uh, the Fugitive. Yeah. Right. And um, Iron Man's in him. And <laughs> Iron, Man. Yeah. Iron Man or Robert Downey Jr.? Early Iron RDJ. It's, it's okay. Iron Man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's the first canonical instance of Iron Man. <laughs> And MCU has proved it. It's That's right. uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So like to imagine that he went from, I mean, he's had a pretty good career. Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. Well, I think uh, Men in Black came out in '97 too. Oh, wow. nice. really? Yeah. Hey, there's another one of those coming out soon. Yeah, and I I don't hate it. The trailers. Yeah, it looks fun. It looks fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. To to imagine that Tommy Lee Jones, everybody's grumpy grandpa, went from that to Two Face, where he's literally just he did not like it, right? Uh, he didn't like working with Jim Carrey. Yeah, because you, you can kind of uh, ways. Yeah, because you could yeah. say yeah, yeah. I yeah, could yeah, see yeah. where it's easy to get frustrated with him. For sure, for sure. But yeah, just to imagine that he went from that, and and Arnie too. Arnie was an action star. Yeah. In 97. What was well, his last film? Uh, I think his last film before this was Eraser. Um, he was definitely on the downswing. Like, yeah. Uh, I mean, Kindergarten Cop was probably the first well, it, it, pendulous it, down uh, swing. It, it it reached its peak with 91 and Terminator 2. Um, and oh, then man, that was oh, so I th- good. I think Arnold started deconstructing his own mythos, which potentially diminished some of that power and then any times he went over to that original Arnie action it felt rote and unoriginal because tastes changed yeah he because he's because even after this after Batman and Robin he was kind of quiet yeah uh, well he's probably focused when did he become governor of California 2000. It was early 2000, right? was 2003, I believe. I want to say that he was probably governor in either two. It must have been 2004. Yeah. It must have been 2004. Because that was his way of saying, hey, I'm done with acting. Right. Yeah. And then he stopped being governor and then he went to. He went back to acting. Back to acting. Wait, he went back to acting? Yeah. Expendables. Yes. Oh, um, yeah. Terminator. Terminator. Oh, yeah. Terminator. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. There was, uh, what's the other one? Wasn't he in a Johnny Knoxville movie? What? Uh, yeah, The Last Stand. Yeah. Huh. There's been a couple, because Arnold's career is filled with him trying to do old Arnold in his classic action hero stuff. Looking and at then, you, Stallone. Looking at you. Uh, and, and then these super odd, really small indie projects where Arnie looks haggard. 
and it's it's really cool. Yeah, Haggard even though and Arnold Schwarzenegger is uh, a sexual assaulter. Yeah, uh, gross. Yeah. On that terrible, terrible note, <laughs> we have to end. Uh, you can you can choose to make a happy ending right now, James. Um, Do you love like this movie at all, James? You know, I like Poison Ivy. Um, I have to honestly, I have to rewatch it. But I remember... I, I'm not going to lie to you. I probably ruined any rewatch you're going to do. Nah. Just knowing that Matt Man and Mr. Fweeze <laughs> no, duke it out. It probably makes it better. But <laughs> well, I, I, I would be eager to visit this film so divorced of its context. Yeah. Because it comes out in 97. This movie ended Batman. It <laughs> yeah. Ended, it, it did so many bad things for Batman. Yeah. Um, but that's because their heads a bit silly. They got sillier. And then this movie died up the silliness and went back to the Adam West type Batman stuff, yeah. but with a much larger budget. Uh, for me, I think this movie works completely divorced to the context. Uh, if you meet it on its own terms, which is to sure. say, it's 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 so visually bright, it's super punny, it's very got, punny. It's got toys. Oh boy, it's got. <laughs> Toys. And it's just one giant commercial. It's. I mean, yeah. And there's Although a, that was that was pretty much the '90s because that's what they did with the Power Rangers too. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, Pokemon was also another big one. It's uh, all. It's all a cash grab. Uh, the score for this movie really drives things along. Uh, Danny Elfman gets a lot of credit for Batman, the Batman Returns score, but those scores by Elliot Goldenthal, those scores, pretty iconic, as well. Uh. Uh, it, there, there's a lovely visceral quality to it. I wouldn't necessarily say that it is a good film, but I think if you take it on its own merits, <laughs> I, I like it. I like it. It's entertaining. Granted, uh, and again, you have to completely recalibrate it and meet it on its own terms. Yeah, I, I think that's the best way to just accept the fact that this is this is way before any good... Okay, except for... I like Tim Burton's Batman. Yeah. No, those are good. But you this is way before any iconic. Uh, this is before comic book movies were serious. We're yeah. taken seriously. Yeah, it was. Uh, Blade came out in 99, I think. And that one is kind of credited as the start of this current age of uh, superhero movies. And on the note, I'm going, I'm backtracking. On the note of accepting things. At their own terms, you should do that with people. And hey, everyone, go to our Patreon, Patreon dot slash dot com slash I got it out there. Uh, 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 Aaron, where can they find you on the social media? Uh, you can find me at Laughing Panda on Twitter, Snapchat, and Instagram. You can find me at Aaron Salinas on Facebook. You can find me at Austin Amateurs on Ju on YouTube. Kenny. <laughs> Where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at my magic lesson. You can find me on Facebook.com slash Kenny Madison is cool. Uh, if you are listening to this on Thursday or Friday, I have a show at the Hideout Theater on Friday evening as part of my duo, Kenny Rogers. Nice. Please come out to that. Also, just listen to episodes of this podcast. We're on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, Spotify, Spotify, uh, where podcasts are usually found. And you can find me on Flat Films, all the Flat Films, Flat Films. Uh, hey, leave us a comment, leave us a review, 
Tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what we're doing wrong. Tell us your guilty treasures so we can watch them and celebrate them with you. And until next time, dig up those guilty treasures and let them shine. Bum, 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 bum.